0: Meeting the people who are making the changes needed to tackle climate change. This is Follow the Leaders on KCLR. Funded by the Broadcasting Authority of
1: Ireland with a television licence fee. You're very welcome along to Follow the Leaders on KCLR, where each week we hear from the people who are leading the way, making the changes necessary to meet the challenges posed by climate change and are working to reduce their carbon footprint. I'm Deirdre Drummy and as always, I'm joined by Robbie Dowling, and we'll both be with you until seven o'clock this evening. Robbie, you're very welcome along.
2: Thanks a million, Deirdre.
1: Um, Robbie, we're staying on the topic of the circular economy again this week, but focusing on the importance of reusing and repairing items for this evening's programme.
2: Yeah, that's exactly it. A little bit later in the show, uh, you'll hear the full interview with Lucy Stevenson of the Be Kind Project in Carlo. They do a lot of great work around helping vulnerable people in the area, but also supporting the environment through their various different um, means. So that's a really interesting interview a little bit later in the show. But before that, I caught up with Dennis Malone of the Kilkenny County Council to give us some sort of an understanding of the work that they're doing to try and support initiatives that promote the circular economy. I begin by asking Dennis uh, what his role entails with the council.
3: Yeah, so at the moment I'm Acting Director of Services uh, with Kilkenny County Council, so I'm covering the areas of uh, environment, planning, um, economic development, tourism. So they're my areas of responsibility. And what does that role entail, Dennis? Well, it's uh, it's making sure, I suppose, that you uh, that all the programs that and service delivery that are required under those different. Uh, um, sections are delivered uh, uh, through your uh, corporate plan and your service delivery plan for the year. So, for example, this year, uh, there's a significant focus on environmental and climate change um, uh, issues. So, at the moment, the council at the moment are actually preparing a climate action plan, which is required by national legislation. So we're just in the middle of that at the moment. And there's a public consultation exercise uh, being carried out at the moment, so if people are interested in engaging in that, which I would encourage them to do, if they go onto our consu- consultation portal at, at consult. Uh, they can make comment or uh, make submissions to the process. There, uh, we have to complete the process by the February of next year, and what you'll get out of that is we'll have a, a climate action plan spe- specifically for Kilkenny, and. Um, with responsibilities for the local authority in itself to reduce its own uh, climate action uh, um, consumption, if you like, both in greenhouse gases and efficiencies. So, the target is that we have to reduce our own greenhouse gas emissions by the order of 50, 51% by 2030 and to reduce our, uh, our efficiency or to increase our efficiencies, I should say by up to, up to 50% so um, and then a couple of examples around that so people might be aware at the moment of our refitting lighting program that uh, Kenny County Council are leading out actually for uh, nine local authorities within the uh, southern and eastern region and um, that, that will be a project that will uh, uh, significantly reduce or increase our efficiencies in terms of public lighting so all the old lights are being taken out uh, and then replaced with LED lighting so LED LED lighting it's far cheaper to run and also it's brighter and whiter so a much better result all round. And another project that we, we would be tackling then as well is the efficiency of the council's own fleet. Uh, just in terms of uh, the fuel that the burn and whether they can be changed over to electric and so on so that's and that's a much longer process because uh, obviously we can't just take a, an articulated lorry that we might have in the fleet and turn that into electric it's just that just product isn't available at, at the moment so ought to be looking at using different types of fuels and so on to make those things more efficiencies and more efficient and then the the, the last thing that big challenge that we have is in relation to the building stock so we have to look at the efficiency of the building stock and that the electricity and energy that we're using there is um, greenhouse gas gases emissions are reduced by that and that the buildings themselves are more energy efficient and use less energy as well then on the uh other side of things that in also in environment but on another um uh, another element of that is also linked to climate change is the um, National Waste Management Plan. So that is in a consultation phase at the moment as well. And uh, there's, there's a national campaign running around that at the moment. And if you go on to mywaste.ie, people can access that and look at it. So essentially what that is, is... Uh, a target to have a zero um, zero increase in waste production over our current levels. between now and 2026, over the life of that plan, uh, targeting mainly uh, CND waste, um, or that's construction and demolition waste, over the life of the plan, but other measures as well. And it will be a significant challenge, and introducing the concept of uh, the circular economy. So, what's the circular economy? Well, it's about reusing and repurposing products that we already use um and so that might be from recycling mattresses to recycling bottles plastic bottles and so on and just anecdotally i was you'll see this sometimes in the shops and i was in um i was in a um a garden centre uh, just last weekend, looking for some potting uh, little pots to put my seeds into, and I could see on the thing it said uh, the potting, the little potting trays were marked up as I was once a plastic bottle. So that's the sort of thing that you that the circular economy is about is about repurposing products, and then I suppose in the design of, of products that are reusable and that the packaging is recyclable. And I'd encourage people like when they're doing their shop as far as practicable to be able to look for products that has less plastic um, and more recycling uh, more recycling uh, wrapping and paper so like things like cardboard and paper and so on in preference to plastic but plastic obviously is recyclable as well but that's what I would encourage
2: it's all really interesting and there's a lot Get through there, but there's two plans you mentioned. I'd like to touch on them. Uh, the National Waste Management Plan, of course, we'll chat about that a little bit later. But first of all, the Climate Action Plan um, for the locality here in Kilkenny. How imperative are plans and structures like that to put in place when we talk about supporting the environment and, of course, promoting the circular economy?
3: Yeah, well, it's, it's essential really to have your, your plan. So, what the plan will do is set out the targets both for the local authority. Uh, ourselves so, uh, produ- or how we achieve the targets is really as well so the plan is an adaptation and a mitigation strategy so as a, a reference area you'll have the things like the lighting and the buildings and the transport fleet will all be changed to make them more more um, efficient and to reduce the the amount of greenhouse gases that are emitted emitted through those. So the plan will uh, will require us to set out how we're going to do that. So the various actions that will come out of the plan, there might be, you know, I'm sure there'll be 100 or 200 actions that probably come out of it that each section of the local authority will be required to implement over the uh, lifetime of the plan to make sure that we achieve those targets. And Just to put that in context, uh, we will be doing as part of the plan. uh, what we call a baseline inventory for the of the energy used within the county at a, at the period of time of, of 2018. So that's our baseline year. And we have to have, by 2030, that baseline reduced by the figures I mentioned, 50 and 51%. So out of that energy use, at the moment, I can say with some confidence that the county council in itself it uses about two percent of the entire energy usage within the county, and then it's broken down into different sectors. Then, so transport, uh, agriculture, so on. They each have their own quantum, and each each sector then is given that a target to reduce at a national level. So, for instance, at the electricity element of it. The target is that 70% of our electricity will be produced by renewable resources by 2030. So people will see um, recently in in the news the whole idea of having offshore wind farms. So that is part of, that's the the, the reality on the ground of those targets being set, what has to happen to achieve them. And then for ourselves, as we have our, We've initiated a plan. We're in the first um, first round of our pre-draft public consultation. As I mentioned, our website, e. People can go on there, have a look at the progress on it and see what the engagement process is like. We'll be, we will be publishing then a draft plan in um, around uh, October, probably at the beginning of October. That'll go on public display for... Uh, at least six weeks so we'll be publishing a draft plan on climate action plan around uh, september october and that will do a public consultation and for at least six weeks we'll be taking submissions from the council that all goes back to the councillors then through a chief executive report for final adoption uh, before the 24th of uh, february 2024 and following on from that then we'll have our implementation section part of it which will uh, ensure that the actions set out in the plan are implemented to make sure that we get to the efficiencies uh, identified in the plan.
2: And that's the Climate Action Plan. In terms of the National Waste Management Plan, again I kind of um, pose the same question to you. In terms of the overall talk about the environment and then in relation to the circular economy, how
3: important
2: will this specific plan be?
3: Well, it's a uh, it's it's an it's a significant plan in, ter- um, in terms of well waste obviously, but obviously also as well in terms of the climate action. Yeah. Um, it's another arm of climate action. So how we consume and the waste we produce has a huge impact on the environment. So people would be aware of you know the plastics and how plastics are uh, invasive in terms of getting into the food chain. So the amount of plastic microplastics in the See how they get into the fish, and then we end up eating the fish. So all this, so it's all that that that's one of the big impacts that's been highlighted. So the circular economy then is about like first of all reducing the amount of waste that you produce by designing your products that are more reusable and and recyclable, and then. Um, taking taking your, your waste from that and then to be able to recycle that waste, whether it's through um, repurposing the waste uh, or uh, reusing it for maybe uh, energy generation so incineration, obviously that goes on at the moment and um, you know, we, as a local authority, then we obviously provide, you know, two civic community sites, one in Kilkenny, which is a, a, a very popular with, with everybody. And then uh, we have another one down in the south of the county. So this is where people can bring their uh, waste products, waste, uh, whether it be packaging, bottles, plastics and so on, and then they're segregated, they're, secret- they're people, to segregate them and then they put them into collectors and then are brought off to be recycled whatever process that might be. So the plastic bottles, I mentioned earlier about the plastic bottles mm-hmm. going into the, the the seed trails for the things. That's a good example of how one product can be recycled uh, to into another and repurposed into another product. And then for the, the, the um, National Waste Plan itself, it's a national plan so the decision making around this isn't that local authority level it's at national government level and the draft plan was published on the 3rd of may and it'll be uh, out for a two-month statutory consultation period until the 5th of july and if people log on to mywaste.ie uh, they can go on there and make a submission to the process um, and then they that all those submissions then are brought back at a national level and the plan may or may not be altered on the basis of what the submissions contain. A final plan then will be published um, in November 2023 and um, uh, the, and then it's it becomes a, a national document and the targets set out in that uh, will have to be achieved over the lifetime of the plan. Um, the targets, I suppose, the highlight would be that we're aiming as a country to have zero, oh, zero waste growth between now and 2029, I think, yeah, 2029, the six-year life of the plan. And uh, that, in effect, is a 7% reduction in uh, waste generation. So that is a significant challenge When, uh, if, if you think the our lifestyles at the moment in terms of just production from a resource consumption and then waste so we need to really really think about how uh, how we consume materials and ha- and what waste we produce out of that so uh, for the 0% reduction it's mainly going to be targeted at the construction demolition uh, area which is a significant percentage percentage nationally on our waste production so that's where they'll hope to make the initial indent in the in the reductions on for the circular economy and when we talk about implementing all of these
2: plans Dennis they're obviously really well thought out and they're brilliant in principle for people like myself people listening in are we the key to it in terms of obviously acting on it but behavioural changes and if so is it key that these plans also take into account the fact that it can be tough for people to change so quickly and that there needs to be an adjustment period
3: yeah I think it's, it's vitally important that the um, that people buy into the whole process. So one of the one of the duties, if you like, or one of the responsibilities that the local authority has actually is to try and bring people with to be a leader in in terms of how it how it uh, how it operates on the climate change front. So, for instance, we'll be able to show through the lighting project, and through the fleet project, and through our recycling. Um, that you know we're doing this, you know we need to bring people with us to show that that this is the right thing to do, and and so that's that's and uh, there will be a significant amount of engagement and and there is a significant amount of engagement already our climate um, our climate change action. Action Officer David Ledwich is busily um, uh, engaging with the various sectors uh, and the public, and, uh, and that pre-draft consultation that we've I've highlighted already. That's part of that process, and uh, I suppose to uh, just to make the point then that there's at national level there is a recognition that people need to be brought along, and there is a funding stream to be announced shortly on the community. Uh, Community Climate Action Fund. It's called. Uh, the fund has been announced already, but the details of it haven't been rolled out to the local authorities. So we have a, a community climate action officer, Breda uh, Maher, and she will be. She's already out making contact with local communities, looking for projects that can be funded through that. Um, the total. Uh, to, there is actually uh, it's a it'll be a, a positive contribution to get people to change in terms of uh, the different projects that can be developed locally and uh, it it it's 100% funding so for instance if the local community it, it could range for anything from you know a biodiversity garden to um Solar panels or whatever, you know, lots lots of different. We're trying to look for a a diversity of projects. That it's not just all solar panels on on the community roof, but they are eligible as well.
2: And. Just generally, when we talk about reusing and repairing, what are, I know you've gone through a lot already, but what are the main things that the Kilkenny County Council and yourself are trying to put into place to promote reusing and repairing so that we move away from the linear, e- linear economy and move towards the circular economy?
3: Well, where a, a number of things will be done. So obviously we have the civic immunity site out in Dunmore and that we probably Promote and and um, the recycling of materials from that but we've also been looking at the potential economic opportunities around recycling and um, so what we're doing there is that our climate, well, our climate action team and our our economic development team would uh, will be coming together to try and identify uh, opportunities for local businesses that can either exploit and create jobs out of the circular economy, so we see this as a, an economic. There's an economic benefit, or can be an economic benefit. It's not all about the the stick if you like or making people do stuff people need to see that there's an economic side to this that can benefit so if someone has a you know a business idea around recycling uh i mentioned the the plastic bottles but at a smaller scale it could be just simple repair of of uh, machines or repair of household equipment you know i suppose i'm old enough to remember a day when um, Televisions and things that were repaired, yeah. rather than just ripping out the circuit board or putting them into the recyclable section yeah. of things. So, I suppose getting back to to products that are more uh, more repairable and more reusable, in whether it be as as prolonged life or in a different guise altogether. So there is that there is that uh, uh, awareness there that we need to we need to bring people with us and give them incentives to do that. So as I mentioned the grants. As well, but also like looking at the economic opportunities around the recycling and reuse is is the key to to uh, exploiting the, the thing in a fuller in a fuller way. And very
2: finally, Dennis, for the people listening in, for people like myself who are maybe uneducated around this area, what are the key things? we should take away from this and what are the key things you'd like to let people know about in terms of the work that's being done by the kilkenny county council around this area
3: well i uh, said so just, just with the risk of repeating myself but just the risk just the the, the key things we're doing but certainly the climate action plan is a major undertaking for us and to be able to achieve our own targets first of all uh, on the, as a as an organization but to To be able to bring um, you know the communities, the business people with us on that journey to uh, to efficiency, adaptation, and and uh, mitigation. Uh, so in our in our own work, uh, for instance, um, you know all the all the the, the stuff that were involved in, in terms of design of buildings and that uh, would be the most efficient that you would look for. We'll be looking at you know the use of. Um, uh, what we call SUD, sustainable urban drainage systems uh retrofitting trying to retrofit that into existing built-up areas around the city and the villages and towns so that you're controlling your flow of water it's not going straight to the river which leads to you know in times of heavy rain more of a build-up of and the potential for flooding more of a build-up of surface water. so all all that stuff is going on in the background like as a as a uh, even, even as I, I speak, you know we're moving to those kind of that kind of mm-hmm. thinking in the way we implement schemes and projects uh, as a, as, a, as a local authority, and for um, for the general public, what I would say is like. Uh, the challenge around climate change—I don't like to be a scaremonger yeah. but the cl- cl- challenge around climate change is significant. But and people need to look at their own lifestyles and um, and consumption consumption behaviours and see what can you do. It's like even so, even if it's a small thing, every little bit helps. Yeah. Uh, no matter where you are in around the world, you might say, "Well, like, why should I do it?" You know, just. America don't do much, yeah. or China does not do much. Yeah. That 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 doesn't. For me, that's not the. You need to be looking at yourself and saying, look, what can I do? Yeah. And so every little bit, like if we everyone did it, then you would. It's it's everyone's responsibility and. Things will work, uh, rather than saying, "Well, sure, I won't bother. I'll leave it to the government, or I'll leave it to another country." Yeah. That's not really what we're like as a country. We're we've bought into the whole uh, climate change agenda, the Paris Agreement, and so on. So it's uh, it's vitally important that everyone gets that message, and we're trying to, I suppose, get that message out there that we we need to change our behaviours across. Every facet of our society, the way we, the food we eat, how we get around, transport, more active, active travel, and so on, and that's not to say, of course, we'll need cars, but yeah. and so on. But the cars will be electrified into the future, and you can, you can see. Uh, I think the. I think the sale of new cars, electric new cars is now 37%. I think it's gone up and it's now not sure if the 37 is quite right, but uh, it has been a significant increase Like it used to be in single digit figures just two or three years ago, and now it's in double digits, the percentage. So we're going to have to look at what are the implications of that then? How do you roll out chargers? where should they be, every house should should every house have one how do you get charged up if you're in a terrace all these things are being examined at the moment and will all feed into the Climate Action Plan that I'm talking about
1: That was Dennis Malone um, speaking with Robbie there earlier and we're going to take a quick break now but stay tuned as after the break we'll be hearing about the Be Kind project in Carlow
0: You're listening to Follow the Leaders on KCLR
1: Welcome back, and if you've just joined us, you're listening to Follow the Leaders on Casey Law. I'm Deirdre Drummey, and I'm also joined by Robbie Dowling. And Robbie, before the break we heard from Dennis Malone of Kilkenny County
2: Council there. Yeah, we did, and now we're going to hear from Lucy Stevenson of the Be Kind Project in Carlow. They do a lot of great work around supporting and helping vulnerable people in the area, and it also ties into some really good environmental causes. I begin by asking Lucy to describe to us what the be Kind Project was exactly?
0: Okay, so the Be Kind Project was set up just over two years ago. So we were set up, I suppose, initially to support the vulnerable in Carlo. What we do here is we take in items that are do- donated, uh, furniture, clothing, household items, anything like that. And we redistribute them to the vulnerable around Carlo through, we work with various agencies such as the likes of St Vincent de Paul, um, St Catherine's, Amber Women's Refuge um, and what, what happens then is people are referred to us for items that they might be in need of and if we have them we're able to facilitate them and, and redistribute them back out.
2: And how did the whole um, starting process actually work? How how did the idea come to be?
0: Uh, well, it was the 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 idea came uh, initially from my CEO Annette Fox. Fox. Um, she had an idea uh, to set up the project. It initially set up for three months, um, and we're still here, um, and we've expanded, we've grown. Um, when we came in first, the 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 warehouse here is quite big. The uh, pier is quite big, um, and we were moving furniture around, trying to find out where the right place was for it, and we. We've got to the point um that that we have an awful lot of furniture now we've an awful lot of of items coming in the, the the people around carlo have been absolutely wonderful with what they donate to us um but on the flip side of that we've an awful lot of items that are going out especially in the current climate there's
2: an awful lot of people who are in need and who require our services and you mentioned there's a lot of people in need of your service. What has demand been like for your service and has it kind of grown as um, the Be kind project has been set up and kind of further integrated into Carlo?
0: Demand is growing all the time. I think probably as well as due to the current climate, it's also as, as news gets out about the project. Um, I meet an awful lot of people still to this day that sort of say, oh, I never knew you were here, I never knew you were in operation. Um, but as as we integrate or work with more and more agencies, I suppose there is more demand because more people, they're aware of more people that they might be on, on their books or that they're working directly with. Um, and then they're referring them on to
2: us. So, yeah, demand is increasing all the time. And that's the background of the Be Kind project. I'd just be interested to get your own background, Lucy. How did you get involved with the Be Kind project, and what were you doing before then?
0: Well, I work as part of the team of Carlow County Development Partnership. So when the project was initially started through through the partnership, um, I, I expressed an interest in it. Um, I like working with people, and I like working. Um, you know, I, I like working directly with people. I work as currently work as a, a psychop worker. So I work on the social. inclusion inclusion and community activation program so it ties in directly with what i do and and my remit um in in within the company
2: and in terms of the specific work that you do with the Be Kind Project, is it on a daily basis, a full time basis? How does that work?
0: At the moment, we're operating um, f- five days a week from ten to one. Um, now, obviously, we're, we kind of we can facilitate people before or after that time, but the project itself is open between ten to one Monday to Friday at the moment, anyway.
2: And who are the types of people that avail of your service?
0: there is no type there is no, nobody there's no um one one type of person or no one image that you would come across um, you've people from all walks of life that come into us both from a donation side of it and from uh, uh, people who are in need um you've got people from from every walk of life needing our services
2: and then if we kind of focus on what you do with the be kind project in terms of your primary function obviously we 're doing an environmental series, but your primary function is to support vulnerable people isn't it
0: it is yeah that would be that would be the, the initial I suppose the initial reason we were set up but the more we go along I suppose the more we 've come to realize that it, it is dual fo- um, purpose uh, not only are we assisting the vulnerable every item that comes into us that's donated into us majority of them are, are are spared from going into landfill yeah. you know they um, they're getting a second chance at life um, people contact us and say that they're clearing out a house or they're up- upgrading their furniture or whatever it is whatever reason they have to donate stuff on um, and by it coming into us it means it has a, not only does it mean somebody who might be in need can avail of it but it also means that item has a second chance at life um, we get a lot of clothing in and like that the clothes would be just thrown out um, so these items are actually you know helping from an environmental point of
2: view as well as assisting the vulnerable around Carlow. I mentioned there that maybe and you mentioned that uh, assisting the vulnerable in Carlo is the uh, primary function of it in terms of that secondary function and supporting the environment which you do incredible work with was that something that was consciously spoken about or thought about when you were setting up the Be Kind project or has it kind of materialized as it's gone on? Well, I suppose we were aware
0: of it, but it wasn't really our focus yeah. at the start. Um, as we've gone on, I suppose we, we work with the likes of maybe men's sheds um, who might be looking for furniture to to maybe bring back to life, maybe to do some work with it, maybe to help people, give them a task or, or a project to work on. Um, we would also work with um, upsc- upcycling. Um, and so we'd have some bits of furniture that might, m- might be pre-loved and might need another a bit of work to maybe make them fit for a purpose and um, so there's a lot of of items of furniture there that we you know that we're working on
2: and working with to repair them or or maybe freshen them up a bit and in terms of what you do it's kind of in in my research it's more along the lines of reuse and repair and swapping and sharing when we talk about environmental support if we go through that list reusing first of all is that predominantly the sort of things that you're doing here in the sense that the, the products that you're giving out Um, are actually just being reused
0: very much very much as I said a lot of the products or most of the products we would have would have been in landfill or would have gone into the dump so therefore they are being reused um, be it clothing be it furniture whatever it is it is being reused and what are the main products that you give away here? Um a huge variety: clothing, bedding, kitchenware, um, furniture, beds, um, couches. I mean, there is no one main thing that would be our, our our that the demand would be on. It's pretty much everything. And is there demand, equal
2: demand, for all of those products?
0: Um, I suppose maybe not equal, but there would be a great greater or lesser extent for all of
2: them. Yeah. And that's the sort of reusability factor. Um, in terms of repairing, you mentioned there kind of the link to the men's shed. Is that something that she do a lot of as well, giving in maybe not broken items, but items that can be repaired and refined and actually... You know as you mentioned pre-loved and that can be loved again I suppose uh,
0: working with the likes of the men's jet is something we'd like to explore further um, because we we might not have the skills here and now one of the projects we are doing at the moment is or we are looking to do is a, a bike repair and we, we would have we would have quite a number of, of bikes that are not usable at the moment but that will be hopefully repaired and being able to redistribute back out especially around carlo there's a huge demand on the bikes with the Ukrainian side of it we would have done a lot we do a lot of work with the Ukrainian response um, as well so there's an awful lot of demand for bikes um, and that's one project that we're working on at the moment is to develop and um, make sure
2: those bikes are fit for purpose. And it's interesting that you bring that up actually Lucy because we've actually had um, a lot of our discussions focused on the importance of cycling both as an activity and exercise but also in terms of promoting it as a form of transport in support of the environment is that another thing that you're doing in terms of the way it's obviously great to reuse bikes and repair them but also the fact that it is so supportive of the environment as well
0: Absolutely, it is very supportive of the, of the environment. It's also, though, for a lot of people, as, as I mentioned, we work with the Ukrainian support, um, the Ukrainian response, and there's an awful lot of people that don't have access to transport, wouldn't have access to transport, even if it's a case of maybe where they're living, might be slightly outside the town, um, and they need access for from an educational point of view or from a, an employment point of view. So as well as being good for the environment
2: and good for the health, it's actually just down to the basics of transport. And when we talk talk about reusing items I mean a lot of people would think you know you can reuse clothes beds whatever it may be a lot of the products that you um, use here but when it comes to repairing I think maybe people including myself are a bit more unaware of what can actually be repaired Um, what are the sort of items rather that you bring in here that are repaired Um, we would
0: work I suppose things maybe wood things that are made out of wood um, things that are like tables chairs uh, side units and we'd have lockers that we'd be putting together cots would be another thing children's cots Um, and people would have them that there might be maybe just a screw missing or you know a piece of wood missing and we would have you know ourselves quite a collection of of missing bits that we can add in to something that might be broken or is deemed to be broken Um, you'd be surprised how somebody would think something is just fit to be thrown out and then when you have a look at it it's, it's actually easy enough fixed
2: yeah and it, it's interesting that you mentioned that you think people um you know would you encourage people to come here if they were unsure around what can be fixed
0: um, well what I would do with people we would say with people as well if they're unsure about items or whether or not they can hand them in to us or whether they need to be thrown out we, we can take a look at them yeah. you know we've, we've gone gone out to people's houses to check over the items or we've we've if it's a smaller item they can bring it in and we can have a look and see whether it is it is repairable you know or, or usable it might not be fit for purpose of what it, its original purpose was but
2: we might be able to get a use out of it in, in other directions and before we look at swapping and sharing um, just in terms of the Be Kind project itself how many people actually work on it
0: Um, what we have is we have quite a number of Toos workers so people on uh, the Toos programme work Mm. with us here we would also have a number of volunteers as well Mm. Um, so probably all in all we have maybe about 12 people working in here at the moment and what
2: are the main sort of things that you do uh, between the hours of 10 to 1 as you say when when you're open what what are the kind of things that you have to do to make sure this all runs so smoothly
0: Um, we have our van that goes on the road for collections and deliveries so obviously I would to have a driver and at least one or two that go out in the van with the driver, depending on what needs to be moved. Um, we have a lot of donations coming in on a daily basis. Um, a lot of clothes that need to be sorted, um, kitchenware that needs to be sorted. Um, so that obviously we have to keep on top of sorting that. Children's toys would be another one, a big one that come come in, and we need to sort them and, and make sure they're safe, make sure they're fit for purpose. Um, we would then obviously with furniture we would try and make sure that everything is is in its right place. Um, to make Make sure that we, we can see what we have so that if somebody comes in requiring an item we're not turning them away when we actually have the item um, we would also then obviously to spend time just with the individuals that come in um, if you, somebody referred into you that is vulnerable, that is in need, that may be coming from a difficult situation um, it's to just spend time walking around to them, having a chat with them, seeing what they, they're looking for to make sure we
2: can assist them in the best way we can And in terms of the evolution of the Be Kind project from a personnel point of view but also in terms of the function of the be Kind project, how has it changed since its inception?
0: Um, well, we were very well situated um, with the Ukrainian response. Um, we were able to, I suppose, respond to that and and be able to facilitate um, the Ukrainians as they were coming into Carlo. Um, anybody who comes in into Carlo at the moment. Or who has come into Carlo over the last year, year and a bit, they, they've been able to come into us and maybe get themselves with clothing, be it kitchen items, whatever they're in need of, because um, a lot of people obviously would be coming over with very little. Um, so we've evolved to be able to accommodate that. Um, and then I suppose the whole side of reusing or upcycling, we're evolving down that route. It's 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 a pro. It's in process at the moment. I mean, we're only really still exploring it at the moment to see what we can do. We have. Um, um, plans in place to maybe increase the amount of, of people who are working here to upcycle or to, to, to repair items for us and um, you know with the team we have at the moment a lot of our work is just kept you know to keep up with the day-to-day running of the place so we are looking to increase our team and and, and have more in so it is evolving the whole time as we see where the needs
2: are and the demands are and as I mentioned reusing and repairing but also swapping and sharing could you describe to us what that is and how the Be Kind project links in with items being swapped and shared
0: um, I suppose one example of that would be the clothing um, we would have people that would come in and maybe their children have grown out of, of clothing that, so they, they don't need them anymore but they may be in need of other clothing or bigger clothing for their children so we'd be able to swap and share that way um, that would be one
2: of our I suppose the one of the main ways we do it and when, when you look around um, and people that utilise the brilliance service that you have here with the Be Kind project Um, is swapping and sharing something that you think they want to become more aware of in recent times very much very much I think um,
0: a few years ago you spoke talk to somebody and you'd mention maybe going to charity shops yeah. or you know handing down getting hand-me-downs and clothes i know when i was a child it was quite common but i think up until recently it was something that was kind of looked down on or wasn't appreciated as an option um, i think people now are getting more back into the fact of of exchanging clothes if they grow out of them or if they don't like them rather than just going and buying new ones
2: And as we say, the primary function here with the Be Kind project is to protect vulnerable people around the area, but also that secondary function, of course, of supporting the environment. Have you found in recent times that those two things are intersecting a lot more just generally, but also with a specific focus on the Be Kind project?
0: I think people's awareness as, as people's awareness on the uh, the importance of the environment and protecting the environment I think that that spans across everybody it doesn't matter whether somebody's vulnerable whether they're not whatever their situation is and I think anything like that it, they are connecting they are connecting more um, people are more aware people are more aware of donating so therefore people's awareness of the environment and the impact in the environment means they are donating stuff to us more rather than just throwing some things out so therefore i think that then comes back and supports the vulnerable more as well
2: and in terms of the carlo county development partnership as well lucy could you explain to us the work that you do overall
0: um, so, Carlo County Development Partnership is the local development company in Carlow. Um, we have we work in quite a number of different areas. We have different programs in operation. We have the PsychUp program, which is where I work myself, which is social c- inclusion and community activation program. We have the RSS program, which is the Rural Social Scheme, which works with um, farmers, uh, people with a f- farm or fishery number, um, and works in the Employment, labour market activation TUS is very similar um, it's a, another labour market activation program that uh, we work with individuals who are uh, long-term unemployed to assist and get back into employment um, the leader program then as well so leader would work with funding um, larger projects then and, and supporting larger projects and development of projects around the county um, we also work with another huge range of projects for example we have and um, we're working with The African community. We have uh, Africa Day tomorrow, um, which is on from ten to one up in the Exchange in Carlo Town. Um, We work on the Aris Project, which is to do with walkways and development of walkways um, around Carlo. Obviously, the Be Kind Project is another is another part of the the company. Um, There's there's quite a large number. We also have, as I
2: said before, we have the Ukrainian response, and we work with the Ukrainian response in Carlo. And just one or two more things, if that's okay. Okay, Lucy, um, the future for the Be Kind project, what do you think it will look like?
0: It's hard to tell. We have evolved so much from when we started and we've grown so much um, and given the way the the things are going at the moment and as I said earlier the vulnerable and the the people who are in need it seems to be expanding at the moment. So we're going to keep we'll keep in operation we'll keep going as to what way we expand further we'll have to wait and see.
2: And very finally how can people support and utilise the Be Kind project?
0: So if anybody has any items that they wish to donate or any items that they're not sure about whether or not we take them in it's to contact us here in the project as i said we're open from 10 to 1 monday to friday they can also contact our our company itself and um, and then if anybody is in need or anybody who needs support of the project what we do is as i said we work with agencies so we will take referrals through various agencies made into us and then we will contact the individual to arrange an appointment for them to come in to us that was Lucy Stevenson of the Bee,
1: sorry of the B coin project in Carlo there. and that concludes our discussions on the circular economy. So Robbie, next week we're moving on to a new topic
2: yet next week we're talking about local climate and environmental action but focusing on biodiversity and with National Biodiversity Week running all this week from the 19th to 28th of May of course it will be great to hear about what is happening in our communities when it comes to biodiversity
1: Excellent and unfortunately that is all we have time for in the programme this week but we'll be back next Wednesday as Robbie said there to chat about biodiversity just after 6pm um, to continue our conversations and um, don't forget you can and listen back to this show and all other episodes of Follow the Leaders on KCLR, just check out the KCLR website at kclr96fm.com. A big thanks to all of our guests this evening and thanks to you for listening. And that's it from Robbie and myself. Stay tuned for Fully Loaded with Owen Carey coming up after the seven o'clock news.
0: Follow the leaders, meeting the people who are making the changes needed to tackle climate change. A KCLR production funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television licence fee.